Black Girl Gnome creates space for women of color to breathe easy. We promote holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. This is Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to our podcast. How you feeling, Dion? I I am feeling quite wonderful, actually. I feel really good. I love it. Yes. Why are you feeling good today? I'm feeling good today because I'm alive and I'm breathing. Um, and I've been making my own smoothies. I was butchering them bad boys before. You did not even tell me this. What is your new Girl, smoothie? Yes. So um, I've been making uh, this banana, strawberry, flaxseed, and spinach smoothie. Yum. And it's really delicious. And flaxseed is really good for you. And I was it like, is. I don't know how I'm going to, you know how, how I am. I'm really, really picky with food. So, but you've gotten um, so much better. I know. <laughs> and I was like, Dion, you don't get over it. Like, you're a grown adult, and then you need to be consuming this for your, you know, just your insides. It needs to be healthy. So I've been taking them, and they've been really good. And I, try, I made one for Eric, and he really loved it. So That's awesome. great. That's yeah. good. They feel great. I love smoothies because it, it also just kind of... Um, turns into a ritual too, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my smoothies. I know, I know you do. And my go to, yes, yes. I saw your shout out one. Janae Claiborne. Yeah. She put me onto them. She put me onto them. Um, so my favorite go to smoothie recipe that I've been making for like the past probably week and a half: almond milk, mango, spinach, tokos, which is like rice bran powder, which is really, really, really good for your skin. You should actually be doing it. And it just adds like a creaminess um, to whatever you put it into. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I forgot to mention almond milk, too. I was like, there's some liquid that I'm forgetting. Definitely (laughs) almond milk, non-sweetened. Yeah, no need to add extra sugar when you already got the fruit in there. I know. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of sugar in that. So, yeah, that's been great. Um, Love it. And, of course, like, summer is creeping around the corner, and I'm, like, really excited because I'm about to start traveling, doing a lot of wedding photography, um, and my husband will be off. You know, teachers get off for two two to three months, so I'm super excited about that. And we're moving to Hyde Park. Yay. So I am, like, interior queen. Well, yay, but nay, because you're moving (laughs) further away from me, but... I'll still see you. You will see me. I mean, it's a black part of the, you know, of Chicago. So I'm really, really excited. And I've been on Ikea and uh, CB2, y'all, trying to get my life together. And these <laughs> colors coordinated. I'm so excited. Good. I'm really excited. Yeah. New beginnings, new chapters. Yes, absolutely. So awesome. what's going on with you? Uh, well, by the time this podcast episode comes out, I will have been in Hawaii. And I'm so excited. So jealous. Going on a yoga retreat. Mm-hmm. Gonna meet people from all over the world, practice yoga, meditation every day in community. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it to you. What am I saying? <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> I'm looking forward to this tan I'm about to get. Oh yes, you can get chocolate finally. <laughs> finally. Or a little caramel. Do not throw shade. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fire you up today, bro. Okay. I'm, not... I'm gonna let you make it today, bro. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, with all of this, and I, I hope that you all like this banter back and forth. If you all, like, ever want us to just talk about something for a little bit, just let us know. But otherwise, we're just going to do what we do, mm-hmm. have some nonsense conversations about oh things God. that are going on in our lives. You what? should talk about the, the experience you had with the, what is it, Kamari, the Japanese Oh, thing? yes. I feel like this needs to actually be a full-blown podcast episode, but I'll share a little sneak peek. So, last week, for five hours, this amazing woman, uh, Kristen, she is a godsend. She is the first certified KonMari method specialist in the city of Chicago. Mm. She's a black woman who learned um, this amazing method called KonMari, which is based after the the woman in Japan who founded the method. Um, it's all about having everything in your space, everything in your home spark joy or not having it. So mm. five hours, I mean, it was really intense. It was really beautiful. Um, I'm going to be sharing a piece about it on Black Girl No where Kristen and I have a conversation with Chelsea, our amazing editor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also maybe will want to talk about it on the podcast because it was very transformative. I mean, there has not been a day that has gone by since doing this that I haven't talked about it very enthusiastically to yeah. someone. Like, <laughs> sometimes friends, sometimes a random stranger. Um, I learned 
tips for consistently keeping my space, you know, Mm -hmm. as a space that sparks joy, um, being mindful of the things that I bring in, being mindful of what I buy because knowing it's going to be in my space. Absolutely. Like it's, it's something that is beyond what I can just touch on briefly right now, but it was very, it was a very profound experience. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I ain't got the coin right now for that, but I'm going to try to, you know, take your tips and implement them into my life, especially when I move. Absolutely. I'm really like trying everything that I bring with me, you know, when I relocate, I want it to be items that I just absolutely cannot live without. Yes. Um, And that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And if anyone's listening, like, yeah, you don't have to spend money to have a specialist come to your house. There's a book. It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And the founder is Marie Kondo. So just check check it out, get it, yeah. and try and just do it. And the the five-hour thing, people have been like, why five hours? Um, namely, one of my best friends was like, why five hours? <laughs> and yeah. it really, there's a whole method around how you approach it. So, for example, there's the whole pile method where you literally take everything out of your closet, pile it on your bed, and go through it one by one Whew. and ask, does this spark joy? Mm-hmm. And if it's no, you offer that thing gratitude and let it go. I love that. Yeah. So it's it's... I mean, it's. I have a two-bedroom apartment, and I didn't even finish the full method in the five hours. Jesus Christ! Kristen told me that she was going to a um, <laughs> a woman's house who had sixteen rooms the next week. I said, "Bless you." Oh my! What? Yes, that would probably take months. Absolutely. To do the first rooms? cleanse because it's an ongoing Ooh. thing, but like to do the first, mm-hmm. like let me assess mm-hmm. for real, for real. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Okay. Well, I'm happy you got to experience that. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, when you experience things like that, you share them with me, and then I get to, you know, reap some of the benefits. Yeah. So, especially as you move, this will be great. Mm hmm. Okay, yeah. see, we already talked about it for so long. This is this is literally <laughs> going to be a podcast episode. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. About space, cleanliness, tidying, all that. Right. All that. So we are so excited today, y'all. We have um, an amazing... I mean, she's been a friend. She's been a friend. She's been an advocate. She's been a great resource to she's both Dion and I. She's been a Literally. So okay. we're going to get into all of it. <laughs> but Dr. Tiffany Lester is on the show with us today for what we hope will be one of many Ask a Doctor segments on our show. So hey, hey, Tiffany. Hey, guys. So excited to be here. Oh, you know that we are so excited to have you. You know I love you. <laughs> so, I, so I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Y'all... Okay, let me let me just try to calm down. <laughs> I was about to get overly excited, but I'm just That's so happy great. to have you here. <laughs> we should actually share a little bit about how we met you and have you share what you do, why you're passionate about what you do, and why you're out here just like slaying yeah. as a doctor. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I am... I am a doctor, but I think at my, at my core, I'm a healer, and... Mm-hmm. I really came to this journey, you know, kind of by accident and really felt like it was my life calling. And right now I live in San Francisco and I'm the medical director at Parsley Health, which is this amazing medical practice that's really the medicine of the future, which is why I joined. So, um, but outside of that, you know, I also write, I have my own website and the purpose of that is not to bring more focus to myself, but really to help other people. Um, and really to be a resource for people. And I think that's why initially when I met you, Lauren, that's why we connected because we're both so passionate about women and wellness and just helping in any way we can. And I loved meeting you because it was a moment where I remember we were like sitting at the same table and like like what happens a lot of times, it was like mostly black and brown women who had gravitated toward one another Yeah, <laughs> at, uh, at Well Summit, which is an amazing conference that we got so much out of. But I mean, we instantly bonded. We hung out after the conference. And then the next day, I remember we literally were wearing the same outfit. <laughs> I know. We were twins. It was crazy, but not, you know, we're on the same, same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And then fast forward to this past spring, I was able to just continue. I mean, we stayed in touch, obviously. And I remember when Dion was going through some things with skin and just a lot of questions about like, you know, some body stuff that was coming up that I'm sure we'll talk about on the show. I was like, you have to talk to Dr. Tiffany Lester. She will hook you up. And you did. So I feel like Dion... Oh, y'all, I let mean, me just give my testimony right <laughs> exactly. now. Okay, like, 
So, I mean, I uh, I shared a while ago on our uh, episode with Sarad about skincare and things like that. And one of the most annoying things is that a lot of times people talk about, oh, you know, you should put this on your skin. You should do this, that, and the third. But they never talk about um, what happens when those things don't work, which is like that inter- internal, you know, health, those health conditions. Um, and so that was completely new to me. I had no idea that I had to change my diet, you know, or I may be having more testosterone in my system than I should be, you know, which is causing me to have all of this acne and overproduction of sebum and things like that. And so Tiffany just laced me up, y'all. Like we had a conversation and then she just did this out of the kindness of her heart. I was like, Lord, thank you. (laughs) We talked for about an hour or so. And, um, you know, I told her, I shared with her my little skin journey. um, And she basically said, Dion, you know, you just got to make some changes. And she put me on this diet. Um, She recommended some supplements. Supplements um, and a different skincare routine with like it's like the oil cleansing method um, and just using a whole bunch of natural products and also implementing flax seeds as I use in my um, my what did I call your it? smoothie yeah smoothie. my smoothies I put them in my pancake mix like, <laughs> you know I know I'm not supposed to have bread but. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I do it every now and then, but I do not consume as much bread as I used to because I had a yeast overproduction. And so um, she just helped me so, so, so much. Like, I've been taking these supplements and I've been getting my life. And I just feel confident. Like, I feel really, really good. Like, and like on your website, it says the best fashion statement you can make. What is it? I just read it. <laughs> um, Okay, Lauren's going to find it. Give me, like, five. No, I'm just late. I'll, I'll share later when we find it. But um, you made this, you know, this comment about just, like, feeling confident in, in your own skin um, and not feeling like you have to wear makeup and all that stuff. So I just – I feel good, and I just thank you so much for educating me on – Food, nutrition, and skin care, all of those things are so important. And it's awesome that you're black. Like, black doctors, you know, like, where are they? You know, thank God for you and just being amazing. And then you find on top of that, like, you're 30-something and you look 20-something? Like, oh, my God. Like, goals. (laughs) You know? So I'm just super grateful for you. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's it was really my pleasure to talk to you and reach out to you and and because it's just a passion, I could just hear that the struggle was real. And I was like, so excited to help you. And I'm glad that it was beneficial. Yes. Of course. <laughs> so Tiffany, I thought we could start with just asking you about integrative medicine. You know, yeah. this isn't something that every doctor practices or believes in or embraces as their approach, but you do. So what does that even mean? And why do you, you know champion this as a way to practice? Oh, that's a great question. Integrative medicine, I mean, I see it as the best of both worlds. And so, you know, I've been trained in conventional medicine. I've gone to med school and residency and done all that. Um, And I also did more training in acupuncture and nutrition because I felt like I wasn't getting to the root cause of what most people suffer from, whether it's like skin issues or gut health or hormones or, you know, losing those stubborn five or 10 pounds or even more. And, and I really felt like not having that training that I would just be prescribing like medications, basically being like a certified drug dealer, which is not the plan for my life. (laughs) And so, and so I really see integrative medicine as like doing both of that. Sometimes you need medications, but a lot of times you just need to like reduce your stress, go meditate, do some self-care practices, sometimes some supplements, change your diet. And often that can drastically change your health without having to, you know, have any surgery or be on medication or anything like that. So it's really, when I found it, I didn't know it existed when I started medical school, but having found it, um, I knew that was the kind of doctor that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I mean, I'm, I feel like we talk about this a lot on the show, but like to be able to learn how to like heal yourself through food or if not completely heal yourself, like to know how your food can be a supplement to whatever it is that you're trying to like better about your body or your mental health or whatever, or, you know, that, um, exercise or yoga or meditation can also supplement, you know, like I've never gone to the doctor and had them tell me to do anything other than take medicine. 
Um, I mean, I also haven't had a whole lot of health problems, which I'm really grateful for. So that's probably also it. But, um, you know, I have not personally been able to see an integrative um, medicine-focused doctor. So I think it's amazing that we're at this moment. And again, like Dion was saying, that you're a black woman who has chosen to, like, follow that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, in many ways, I feel like this special little unicorn. <laughs> I don't meet many people <laughs> like me, but um, I know that I was meant to to do this and the calling, like to help people. And so I think that, like you were saying, Lauren, like food is medicine. And, and we sometimes forget that even, even as doctors. And, you know, I haven't always been the healthiest person. So I've had my own, you know, health struggles and just with gut health. And I've even, you know, had experience with acne, which is why I so connected with Dion. And, and not wanting to be on medication and really wanting to heal myself through food and addressing my stress and, and wanting to do that for other people. That's amazing. Girl, you know I'm over here shaking my head. I'm like, yeah, it's like everything she is saying, y'all, like it is absolutely legit. I can attest to it. So I love, oh, there's the quote. So, oh, yeah, so the quote that Dion was referring to earlier, the best fashion statement is a healthy body and mind. Be ageless. Yes. So real. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So for you, I mean, you're a black woman. You're practicing medicine. You're practicing integrative medicine. What is maybe one to three of the most important things that you think that um, women of color, maybe black women specifically, should be thinking about in terms of their health? in their 20s because most of our listeners are you know in their 20s they're like us right I think in your 20s it can be it should be really about prevention if you're not dealing with like certain chronic health conditions or really sick then it's you know preventing things down the line what I see most is that I love I love my black women and, you know, I am on my goal to be skinny thick myself, but, (laughs) but, you know, where that thickness is matters. And so, you know, I would say, you know, if you're holding a little weight around your belly, you know, really like addressing your stress levels and, and what are you doing with that? And, you know, are your, are your cycles regular? So I do see probably about 30, 40% of my patients are, are young women in their 20s. And, and I see a lot of hormone issues and what we kind of think of as regular. Like PMS mm-hmm. is not normal, um, but we've kind of been conditioned as a society that, oh, it's normal wow. to have like a little bloating or, you know, you're in that time of the month. And, and it's not. And really addressing those early on in case you do want to get pregnant or even when you start to go into menopause or just have a healthy cycle and be vital and thriving versus just kind of surviving and so yeah (laughs) girl you over here preaching I'm just I'm like I'm sorry (laughs) it's just crazy how we kind of like normalize dysfunction you know it's like we learn how to operate out of that and that's like you talking about PMS like when you said that my I looked directly at Lauren like what like are you serious (laughs) Because, I mean, that's such a normal thing that, you know, especially black women, we talk about all the time. Oh, girl, I'm just PMSing. Mm-hmm. Like, I had, I mean, I don't have them as, as much as I used to, but chronic back pains. Like, I just wanted to die. Like, seriously, crying. I can't move, really. You're talking about during PMS? Yes. I would throw up. I would literally vomit. Sorry for anyone listening who's like, offended by that, but it's my truth. I would literally throw up, and I would get hot flashes and cold sweats mm-hmm. and be, like, on the ground. Me too. Every few months from, from my period. Me it's too. Insane. I've had it's that insane. same struggle, and, you know, as a young woman, and my parents, you know, they didn't know any better. They were trusting the doctors that they took me to, and they were like, oh, we'll just put her on some birth control, and she'll be fine. Um, and so that was really just putting a bandaid on my symptom versus figuring out like, why is this happening in the first place? And, and that's what I do every day is getting to the root cause of whatever issue it is. And, and knowing that, you know, just putting a bandaid on, sometimes you need band-aids if you're bleeding, but, um, you know, that's not the end all be all to really be healthy. Mm -hmm. And not to mention if that bandaid further exacerbates. Exactly. the like you said the root cause like it could 
lead to other issues oh my that God. you know you don't foresee at the time, which is what I've learned a lot about in the past couple of years. My husband and I were just talking last night about um, medicine. We were listening to this commercial. We were actually cleaning, and like there was this commercial on, and it was like, oh, if you're dealing with this, then you know take this mm-hmm. medicine, and it it listed. I swear to God, like fifty seven <laughs> side effects. <laughs> Both of us looked up at each other like, did you hear that? Like. Seriously, like, you want me to take this one thing that's going to basically give me 57 other problems. Yeah. You know? Um, So, I mean, and that's so important, too, to trust somebody. Like, the fact that you... The fact that your work um, involves and prioritizes get, getting to the root of the situation instead of putting that Band-Aid on, I think that's so important for especially, you know, people in community or people of color in community because a lot of times doctors just want to take your money, you know, and they want to they wanna make you depend on this, you know, like so you can come back and just keep feeding them with the revenue instead of like actually genuinely helping you and freeing you from this, you know, situation that you're going through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think I've, I'm very not financially motivated to do what I do, which has sometimes hurt me. But, you know, um, I think that, like you said, like doctors back in the day, like they got paid if you were well. And right. in our modern society, that has totally flipped. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of my goals is and why I love working for the practice that I do is that my income is not based on how many times you see me. Like I don't That's amazing. I don't want to see you. I want to see get help you get well and then like you go about your business. I'm here if right. you need me, but you know, if you're so sick that you have to see me every week, every month, then then I'm not doing my job. So that's amazing. I am so happy that you talked about that because people just really just don't know, you know? It's like they feel like, oh, no, like I have to continue taking this instead of like yep. going to a doctor who's like, change your diet. Yep. And, uh, you know, a lot of these things that you're dealing with, they're going to go away. You know what yep. I'm saying? They're going to diminish because you changed your health. I remember hearing this story about um, or actually reading this blog post about a woman who had autoimmune disease living in New York yep. and she couldn't find a doctor. It was like really, really crazy. So, so she was just like, you know what? I am going to take charge and I'm going to literally just stop eating meat, um, dairy, gluten wheat and sugar and literally she was cured of her autoimmune disease and I was just completely mind blown like what yeah food is medicine that is so profound Mm -hmm. it's so it's so real like oh my god we also had like one of our contributors recently share about how she really got in touch with her body more Mm -hmm. and listened to her body and because of that completely changed her diet got really, really uh, passionate and aligned with, like, a path of more holistic health. Um, Tiffany Renee wrote it, so if anyone is interested in that. I just feel like there have been resources within our community, even though we haven't yet had a doctor. (laughs) Um, Right. (laughs) Of people who have learned these things, and I feel like there's definitely an energy within communities of color now Mm -hmm. around sharing more of these resources. Mm Hey y'all, we're here to let you know why we love Bird and Anchor, this episode's sponsor. They offer travel size self-care, clean beauty, and skincare essentials from indie brands. We're obsessed. Absolutely. So whenever you're traveling like us and you're on the go and you don't want to be spending all your coins at the local shopping center, this care package is everything because you have all of your self-care essentials, you know, to get your life together. And they're offering BGIO listeners 15% off their entire order now through the end of August 2017. So use the code BGIO travel 15 all capital letters and enjoy follow bird and anchor on Instagram at shop bird and anchor to follow along um, we definitely wanted to get to some of our community questions um, but we know because we've spoken with you before that you're really, really passionate about one topic right now in particular, which is sleep. Um, mm. See that you've written about sleep on a number of platforms uh, for Parsley Health, for Thoughtfully Magazine, I believe, um, and a few others. So, yeah, I know that um, I don't even know what this means, but you say that sleep is the fifth vital sign. No clue what that means, but I feel like I need to. So please educate all of us. You're hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes, I think it is. I mean, you know, there's like your heart rate and blood pressure and 
um, you know, how big is your waist? But, but I think we forget about sleep and we're in this culture and we're just go, go, go. We all are doing these amazing things. Um, but we forget to sometimes rest. And, and so I really, that's one of the things I always work with people on because no matter what I do, honestly, no matter if you change your diet or have you on supplements or even medication or doing specialty testing, if you're not sleeping, like none of it matters. Um, and so I find that to ask people that and to really dig into it has, has been profound. And to, when I change that and people shift their sleep patterns or what they're doing before they're sleeping and not watching Netflix, even though Netflix is awesome, um, that their whole life gets better and they're more vital and they're able to have the energy to, you know, cook healthy foods and work out and, and manage their stress better. And so that's why I call it the fifth vital sign because it's so essential, but people kind of like forget about it. So what would be an ideal way to, uh, you know, get more sleep or just wind down? Like instead of me watching Netflix, what should I be doing instead? Yeah. What are like, like, give us a few tips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, Netflix. Is that maybe that maybe apply to everybody, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have my whole like bedtime ritual, which I don't expect everybody to do. Um, <laughs> but I don't play about my sleep. Um, but I would say, really, what I found that is we are always, always, always connected, which is great. But there are certain times when we need to disconnect, and that usually has to do with electronics, and so. For me, I turn my phone off, like literally turn it off at least an hour before my bedtime. And, and that has really been profound and that's something that anybody can do. Um, and in that hour, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, I'm usually like giving myself a facial and practicing some self-care and affirmations. I'm reading a book, like a real book. My friends make fun of me because I still check out books from the library, but I... <laughs> I really just want to like hold a book and read the pages um, and, you know, or it's, you know, talk to a friend or just have that me time or meditate. And there's all things we can do that basically activate our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest system so that we're ready for sleep. And we don't do that. We just kind of expect to like watch Game of Thrones and then just fall asleep. Oh, and that just oh <laughs> is just not <laughs> going to happen. So, you know, those are things that anybody can do regardless. Um, I mean, I could talk all day about sleep, but, you know, there's some different things you can do. But that's what I usually tell people just to start. You said something about resetting your rest and digest. So are yeah. you saying that sleep impacts your digestion as well? Absolutely. I mean... You know, I know that you can't do this 100% of the time, but when your body is digesting food after you eat, that takes a lot of energy. And so when you're sleeping, that's the main time when your body is restoring and detoxing and like cleaning out all the cobwebs that have accumulated during the day. And so you need that time. And if you're eating a really heavy meal right before you go to bed, then your body's distracted. And so you really need... Ideally to eat like two to three hours before and it's okay to have like some tea or milk before you go to bed, but not like hamburger and fries or whatever it is that you're eating. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's healthy, if it's like salmon and veggies and potatoes, um, it still takes energy for your body to digest that. So, right. so that's super, super important. Um, and ideally dinner should be your lightest meal of the day regardless if you're on a normal, you know, sleep cycle and you're not like working night shift, but lunch should be your biggest meal. And then there's breakfast, which is great to break that fast, but dinner should really be just kind of light. Wow. Let me tell you, <laughs> I go in on dinner. Like, mm. no, like I go hard. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> get, get, get me together. That's what you're here for. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So another thing that we know you're passionate about, and that definitely applies to everybody listening, um, is how to be able to be resilient during stressful circumstances, stressful work environments, stressful lives, and preventing getting burned out. Um, so what would you say about this? Yeah, I mean, I think there's like this misnomer that we should just like 
completely eliminate stress. And that's just not realistic <laughs> at all. And, and so it's really about building up a resilience so that you can manage the stressors that you have in your life. And so, you know, there's different ways to do that. Sometimes I'll recommend different herbal supplements like ashwagandha or rhodiola to help your adrenal glands, which produce cortisol or stress hormone, to adapt to different stressors. Um, oftentimes I'm prescribing meditation. Like sometimes I want to like physically write it down as a prescription, like just go meditate. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And, and your brain will thank you and it gives your brain that just kind of space to deal with whatever is coming your way, no matter how stressful it is. Um, and sleep, which is always my favorite topic. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think people, you know, really need to figure out, and that's one of the things I help them with because it's different for everybody, how to create that resilience in their life. And sometimes that's, you know, letting go of negative people or relationships, um, reforming their day. Sometimes it's finding a new job. But often it's just restructuring their life and their day and their perspective on their stress that, that can help them build more resilience. I really love what you shared because it connects a lot with the conversation that Dion and I just had with Fran. Hey, Fran, hey. Um, which like quite literally changed how I'm approaching my schedule every single day. Um, and it's only, it's only been like a week, but I mean, still the fact that I was able to create a rhythm within a week, you know what I mean? It's hard to like set new habits, but I just wanted to like say this because it very much affirms what you just spoke. And I very much have seen it in my life. Like I realized, oh wait, I don't have to get up every day and start working right away. That was what I was doing. That was what I was doing because that was what was, you know, ingrained in me. I just thought that that was how I needed to approach my day. But what I started to do any um, do instead of that is, like, approach the day very slowly um, and work out in the morning as opposed to being like, oh, I'll work out after the day. Like, as as though working out was, like, a little treat that I would get if I did a, if I did a full day of work. You know what I mean? Um, but instead, it allows me to actually be more productive because I'm a lot more calm and then because of uh, a conversation that Deanna and I had with Rosie Acosta, whose um, podcast we're actually about to be on shortly, she told me my Ayurvedic type, which I had no clue about. And based off of that, she's like, oh, you need to be meditating 20 minutes every single day. And I said, what? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I love meditating, but I, I'll be honest, I've not meditated. I've guided meditations that long, but I've probably only meditated for that long a handful of times. And I meditated... Um, I, I mean, I got off my rhythm this weekend because, you know, it was Memorial Day weekend. But last <laughs> week I meditated five days in a row for 20 minutes a day. And it literally shaped my entire day and grounded me in being still and being more aware of my thoughts rather than being attached to them. And I was just like, wow, okay. So, yeah, you should definitely be writing it as prescriptions. Yeah, I mean, I think and, – and to be completely transparent, I've been telling people to meditate for a long time, but I wasn't doing it myself. And at least not on a regular basis. I was like, wait a minute. I need to really, really practice what I preach. Even though I was eating well and exercising and managing my stress. I was like, I know all the research about meditation. So why am I not doing it? And so I really, January 1st, committed myself to meditate at least 10 minutes a day. Um, and I made it 76 days in a row. Wow. That's amazing. And oh my God. it was just profound like you were saying Lauren and but you don't know until you do it yes and consistently because you learn you learn I mean that's why it's a practice you learn so much about yeah. consistently as opposed to doing something once you know what I mean and you can only learn it over time um like I did it four days in a row which like by you know what you just said is like a tiny bit, <laughs> tiny bit but, like, but that's but amazing like, yeah but like I learned a lot about myself in the fourth day I was like oh wow you know like I can do this consistently and 20 minutes doesn't ever seem like 20 minutes. And what is time? You know, all these like crazy philosophical questions kept coming up for me. Um, but it really just grounded me. So Yeah. And I really love that you are you Vata? Are you Vata Dosha? I am Pitta. You ooh, fire girl. Okay. I'm I mean I'm I am. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm the Vata. Okay. 
I'm Vata too. I'm Vata too. We're Vata twins. Um, but <laughs> I think meditation, no matter what dosha you are, Vata, Pitta, or Kapha, it's, it's really um, beneficial. But I love that how you said creating the space in your day and putting yourself first. I mean, my practice is probably 70% women. And I find that that's kind of the overwhelming thing that we're doing, doing, doing for other people, but not for ourselves. And um, I congratulate you for like, putting yourself first and making that part of your morning. I love that. Thank you. I mean, it literally makes me better for myself, but also for other people. And that is something else that I learned last week. So, Okay. That was great. Um, uh, one of our questions from the community um, is, what foods help ease anxiety? Oh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, that's – anxiety can have different forms. And so, you know, I really talk to people like, why are they anxious? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the great things about the way that my practice is set up now is that I can take the time to talk to people and, and just that can relieve anxiety because people aren't used to that. They're not used to their doctor taking an hour to talk to them mm-hmm. and just talk through stuff. Um, but I think for foods in terms of helping with anxiety, I think it all comes down to the gut and there's been research that's come out that the there's certain bacteria in our gut that can make us more anxious, which is crazy. That's insane. <laughs> and so and when you say gut, what does this entail specifically? Like just like your colon, so including like your stomach, intestines. Um, I mean, it's all connected. Even even your mouth and the bacteria in your mouth is connected to your gut health, and so. So that's what I mean by gut. I mean, it sounds I'm- scary. <laughs> Does it? My gut. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, when you first told me about gut health, I was like, like really? I think it scares me also because Dion told me about it, and it sounded really scary. <laughs> yeah, anything that says yeast, I'm terrified. Mortified. <laughs> I'm like, stay away. <laughs> I told her how excited I was that I got this nutritional yeast so I could make like vegan yeah. cheese. Yeah, and she was just like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> So, yeah, two different things, totally different things. But, yeah, it does kind of, like, gross people out. I'm just used to talking about it. I talk about poop all day long with my patients. So, um, but, you know, gut health is so important, and it's really connected to almost everything that we're finding out, whether it's anxiety or hormonal balance and balancing, like, your estrogen and progesterone. Mm-hmm. Um autoimmune disease, which is also on the rise, especially in women. Um, And we think that it's really connected to the gut. So, you know, having a healthy gut by eating fermented foods and getting that good gut bacteria can really help with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even just things like avocados, which have like B vitamins to support neurotransmitters like serotonin and GABA, which are common in anxiety, and healthy fats just to help your brain function can really help if you're suffering from anxiety. I mean, I always say you should probably go to a doctor, but, um, you know, sometimes you can't do that and you just want to be able to eat foods that are going to help manage your anxiety or even depression, however you're feeling, Um, and it's possible. You can do it with food. That's amazing. First of all, so I definitely eat a lot of chipotle guacamole. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that I'm good. You're good. <laughs> chipotle guacamole is amazing. You're good. Yes. Okay, <laughs> that makes me feel amazing. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan of fermented vegetables for my probiotic, which I guess does relate to this conversation. Um, I take the farmhouse culture gut shot that we actually learned about at Wellsome last know. year. Yes. I'm like literally addicted to like the beet flavor. Like I take two shots of it in the morning. People think I'm crazy. I'm like obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. Ooh. Yeah. Anything with beets. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, so you don't have to do that, Dion. But there is some like kefir. <laughs> I recommend kefir a lot, which is like a fermented dairy drink, which is similar um, or they even have coconut kefir if you don't do dairy, which a lot of us black folks, you know, mm-hmm. undercover, lactose intolerant. Um, <laughs> she said undercover. 
Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's other Time things. Or just taking a probiotic or, you know, having things like kimchi or sauerkraut. And, and that can really help your gut, which in turn helps your mood. So what about, uh, what? It, how do you say it? Kombu- I always say it Kombucha? Wrong. Kombucha, yeah. yeah. Kombucha, you have to be careful. Um, because you can have a lot of, a lot of brands can have added sugar. Mm. And so, you know, I'm always encouraging people to look at labels, but kombucha is amazing. You just have to make sure it doesn't have no more than five grams in like one of those typical 16 ounce bottles. You Mm -hmm. don't look for no more than five grams of sugar. I think uh, one of the last questions we want to ask you um, is related to our health as women. So we had someone ask about gynecology exams, um, general rule of thumb. She heard that it was encouraged for um, women under 30 to go every three to five years. Um, This is kind of a related question, maybe. Um, She was also asking about irregular periods. Um, So I can relate to the gynecology gynecological question because I in the past actually had an irregular pap smear so after that I literally have started going every year because I'm like I don't want to play around with my health you know what I mean I just want to know even though like we'll see you in three years I'm like I'll see you in like 12 months thank you very much good night (laughs) that's hilarious so yeah but like I know it's a big question but what do you encourage and I guess maybe what are some natural ways to like take care of you know your pelvic region (laughs) Um, I like to call it the love pocket, but, um, (laughs) so, I mean, I think that women's health is, is critical and, you know, the answer is it depends. So if you've had a typical pap smear, then I think you do need to go more often and you should be really advocating for yourself, regardless of what the guidelines say. If your intuition, it's like, I'm going to go every year, you should go every year. I mean, cervical cancer is completely preventable with just getting checkups. So I applaud you for that. Um, But normally the guidelines are if you have, if everything's normal and you have a normal pap smear, then going every three years is fine. Now, if you have a new partner, become sexually active and, you know, not sure what the new boo is doing, then Hmm. go more frequently, get yourself checked. Um... But it really depends. And if you do have an abnormal pap smear, it actually all goes back to the gut and and what's called a dysbiosis or having an imbalance in good and bad bacteria. And so there's been research and studies that if you're taking, you know, probiotics and some of the fermented foods that we talk about, that you can prevent that atypical pap smear from happening again. So, you know, it just goes back to how we started that food is really medicine and and yes, sometimes you may need procedures and medications, but there are often ways to heal yourself, especially your gut, to prevent all of this stuff from happening or like really taking hold in your body to cause serious disease. I love that. Thank you for mentioning that. And I think, like you said, emphasizing the fact that you have to be your best, your own best advocate. I'm always someone who has tried as much as possible to like hone my intuition and to ask the questions even when you know someone might not be encouraging me to ask (laughs) this is my body at the end of the day yes yes. I don't feel like um I want to deal with anything that's life-threatening so I have to ask those questions um also like I grew up going to the same doctor for like almost my whole life Mm. until I moved here to Chicago and so it's kind of a weird space I'm in right now where you know I've gone to the doctor here but I've not found that like you know, family doctor feel like this woman literally knew, you know, where I went to school, what I studied. She saw my family like, you know, so it's a little tricky, too, when you don't have that connection with a health professional. Um, like, I wish you could be my doctor, but you're in San Francisco. I know. Right? I know. I mean, I, I can't be your doctor. You know, you can call me anytime. But, um, <laughs> but for other people, I do see patients virtually and in person, um, which has been really amazing to connect with people all over the country so if people are interested they can they can look me up give me a shout out but but I think that as we move toward more telemedicine which is a whole new category in medicine and that you know we're all mobile and traveling and doing all these amazing Mm -hmm. things and and you want to have access to your doctor not somebody that's 
some random doctor in an urgent care or, you know, that doesn't right. know you. And so, and so I do think that, you know, developing that relationship with your primary health care physician is, is also crucial to, to your health and, and being able to speak up and really to be a partner in your health and not me just dictating what I think you should do. Um, and that we're working together. So you're your healthiest self. So, you know, we advocate obviously for, you know, mental health care and like yeah. all of that's so important. So we would like for you to share some ways that we could all take care of our mental health more. Um, that's a good question. I mean, there's so many ways. I think really for me, and I think I've noticed this more just having moved to San Francisco about six months ago and being in this crazy, amazing city um, is mm-hmm. to to get out in nature mm. and and just like breathe fresh air, get some vitamin D, get some sunshine, put your feet in the sand or in the ground um, and really connect with nature in a way that I think we've gotten away from and just kind of living in these concrete cities, which is also fun. But, but we also need to kind of step out of that space and give our brain a break. So, so that's my number one way. And I try to really practice that myself. Um, luckily living in California, you know, Napa is just an hour away. (laughs) So it's easier to do that. But no matter, yes, I cannot wait. Can't wait. Um, no matter where you are, there's some little space or park or garden. It doesn't have to be big. Um, but just connecting with nature and, you know, going for a walk or a hike or journaling while you're sitting outside, that can be really, really amazing just to clear your brain and support your mental health. So you sharing that and like me envisioning that I just instantly felt better. Like I just imagined myself putting my toes in the sand and like being out in the, and I know anybody who knows me when the sun comes out, my shoulders come out and my smile comes out. Cause I am a much happier person. So that just made all the sense in the world. Like Lauren, let's go to the beach, please. And the thing is it's, it's warm down here in Chicago, so we can do this. You yes. know, I mean, we can do it anyway, but it's a little painful when the, I know. know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But when uh, Deanna and I were in St. Louis, we actually heard about this group called Outdoor Afro. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like there's like, you know, a mini movement perhaps right now of also people of color wanting to get back outside in intentional ways and spend time outside in the elements. So there's something to that. I really love that. It's it's a struggle for me because I do not do bugs. But, um, you know, I enjoy the mental health aspects (laughs) that I get from it. Is there anything else that you want to share, let our community or us know? We've been so, you know, grateful to learn from you this whole conversation. Thank you. I think I just want people to know that, you know, there are doctors and healthcare professionals out there and and even black women. Um, I do have a great network as I've been lucky enough to cultivate over the years um, and that to really try to find somebody in your community, even if it's not me, that can support you in your health journey. And, and that's so important for, for you, for your family, for your friends, for whatever your professional, personal goals are. Um, your health has to come first and everything else just flows from that. And so I really hope people make that a priority because it can get lost and you think that it's, it's forever until you get sick. Um, and I often see people when they get sick. And so I'd much rather see people look into that more on a preventative aspect and, and to really go for it then versus when it's not too late, but almost too late. And that really, you know, health is, is the ultimate wealth and, and if you have that, then you can really do anything. And so I really hope that your community and Black Girl at Home, which I consider myself a part of the part of the tribe, um, <laughs> is to is to really put your health first. Simple but profound reminder. Yeah. I think. You know, we talk about it a lot, but 
what does that actually look like, <laughs> you know, in the daily, in, in your daily schedule? It means changing around maybe your work life. Um, it means establishing boundaries. It means saying no. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's like a practice that has to be really intentional in all areas of your life. So thank you so much for that reminder and also for everything else you share with us. I mean, this is not going to be our only time chatting with you. Um, and yes, and we look forward to hanging out with you in July when you're here in Chicago too. Yes. Great. Well, thank you so much. How can everybody find you online and reach out to you for further questions about their health? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Tiffany Lester, just Dr. Tiffany Lester, and even on Twitter. Um, that's also my website, drtiffanylester.com. Um, sign up for my emails, and I'm just a little bit, a little bit of everywhere. But um, those are the main places you can find me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you. You're <laughs> <laughs> it's been so awesome. All right, guys. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl and Ohm podcast. To stay in tune with us, please follow us on Instagram at Black Girl and Ohm, on Twitter and Facebook at Black Girl and Ohm, and be sure to check out our amazing website at www.blackgirlandohm.com. Thanks so much to our podcast network, Post Loudness. It's a collective of independent audio shows by people of color, women, and queer identified hosts. There are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell, but they don't always have a place to share them. Post Loudness creates this community of unique voices and audio. Special shout out to our producers, Cher Vincent, James T. Green, and Alex Cox for the amazing support. To our podcast coordinator, Tenny Odunsi, and to Khalid B. and Peter Espenson, responsible for the music that you hear at the top and end of the show. Till next time, find ways to breathe easy. Post loudness. Audio.